Hey there, Jen here, and this is a happy bit. I am going to talk in this happy bit about my thoughts on sex. Whoa, you might be asking. Well, on our last episode, I spoke with Jane Ransom about the brain and sex, and it was super fascinating. And in that episode, we talked about shame. Shame is a big problem for women when we're discussing sex. I have noticed women blush or go pale when I bring up the topic. I have spoken with women who say that sex is just a chore. I have heard dozens, maybe hundreds of women say that all men want is sex and they feel a sense of resentment about that. And I think that marriages can be so much happier when we have a strong sexual bond, healthy sexual fulfillment as a couple. Well, it makes sense because the brain releases oxytocin, the love and bonding hormone through orgasm. And in my personal experience, I find that I feel way closer to my husband for at least a day after sex. So it's like a nice medicine for a marriage, especially when things get hard or stressful. It's a great release. So I want to challenge you all listening. Number one, to get rid of the shame around sex. No longer, please do not ever again shame your partners for wanting to have sex. Because we learned in the interview earlier this week with Jane Ransom that sex is one of the primary ways that men show love and emotion. Their brain-body connection is wired in such a way that physical intimacy is one of the easiest ways for them to show love and connection. So when we shame them for wanting to have sex, we are shaming them for their desire to love and connect with us. Ouch. So try to let that go. And then a second challenge. I want to challenge each of you to initiate sex, maybe sometime this week. Now, I teach a course called Heal Your Relationship. It is only available to graduates of my program, Heal Your Heart. And the students in there had that assignment on their first week of the program to initiate sex. I was a little surprised at the resistance I received. Some hadn't had sex for a long time. Some had never initiated sex or hadn't initiated in a long time. Most of them expressed they didn't have time or interest. They were too busy. They were too tired. And I felt all these things too. And I know you can relate. But it was so fascinating. Those who completed the assignment, the assignment came back and reported greater feelings of love and connection with their partner. One of the women, I won't mention names if she's listening, said they not only did it the one night, but they did it many other nights. And she was excited to keep doing that. And she was initiating and it was a whole new exciting thing for her. So those are my two challenges for you to let go of the shame and stop your story of saying, oh, all my partner wants is sex and become a willing participant and enjoyer of your physical intimacy by initiating things. It can spice things up. It can create more fun and adventure and novelty in your physical relationship. Okay, now a little bit about my experience of sex. My mom was very open. Let me tell you a little bit about Wanda, my mom. So I am from a small town halfway between Des Moines, Iowa and Omaha, Iowa. That's where I grew up on a farm. And I knew right away that my parents had a decent sex life. I had ears. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> if my mom's listening, she would kill me, but I'll just keep going. Whatever. <laughs> So I remember my mom giving me some kind of version of the talk when I was probably 14 or 15, maybe 16. And I'd heard things before, obviously. But in this version of the talk, I remember her saying, and I quote, sex is fun. What else is there to do on a Saturday night? 
And I thought, you know, that encapsulates her healthy attitude about a sexual relationship. She has no shame around it. It's beautiful. And I was able to take that attitude forward into my marriage. And you all know that my husband and I struggled maritally for years. It was so hard. I remember, though, being at a book club, talking to some women who, one of my friends, Amber, who said that her mom had taught her that sex is a chore. And she had carried that attitude into her marriage. And I find that so sad. And I said to them, wow, that's crazy. Sometimes the only reason I stay married is for financial reasons and for sex. And I kid you not, the room went silent and all the women stared at me. Really? You like sex that much, Jen? Wow. Well, now, 15 years later, (laughs) this friend Amber recently messaged me to tell me that she never forgot that I said that. She couldn't believe and had never really met a woman who said one of the primary reasons she stayed married was for sex. Crazy, right? Well, fast forward. We've added a lot more to our relationship than just sex and finances. And we're friends. We love to talk. We have fun. We have all our kids in common. Things are much, much, much better. But sex was like a glue that kept us together. Physical intimacy, the oxytocin of orgasm was very healing. At times when I was very depressed, when I didn't want to be married, when I didn't want to be a mom, I felt like that was just a little bit of a lifeline that helped me to keep going in my marriage and in my life. So it can be so healing in so many ways. Now, a lot of you have heard about the five love languages, and those are acts of service, quality time, gifts, words of affirmation, and physical touch. And I've thought a lot about the love languages, and when we fill out those quizzes, my husband doesn't get physical intimacy first. However, one day I thought about, prior to this interview with Jane, maybe a few years ago, I thought about when do I feel most loved by my spouse? When do I feel most loved by Heathcliff? And I realized it was always during and after sex. He has an ability to show love best during that experience. So of course, I made sure to add more of that to our lives because of course I want to feel loved and connected and I want to feel loved by him. And sometimes he doesn't show it very well in all the other ways through his words or gifts or acts of service or all the other ways. So anyway, that is my experience. I am lucky that my husband is a generous lover, and I'm not going to explain what that means, but I definitely enjoy things. And if you have not yet enjoyed things, maybe you take what Jane talked about in her interview and start mentally rehearsing with calmness and no shame, mentally rehearsing your physical intimacy, what it might be like for you to have an orgasm and what it might be like for you to communicate to your partner what would help you to enjoy it. I am 99% certain that every one of you listening has a partner that wants you to enjoy physical intimacy. You just have to allow that to happen. I also believe that sex is one of those times when we become, as women, the receiver. Not every time, but more often than not, the receiver. We as women spend so much time giving and being generous and helping everyone else, but somehow we're wired up where orgasm is not as easy for us as women. So we can be the receiver of pleasure from our partners. And you can listen to Jane's interview and realize that 60% or more of women require additional stimulation than just penetration to experience an orgasm. So communicate that to your partner. I know that he wants you to enjoy it as much as you hope that you could as well. So that's this happy bit. Let go of the shame, communicate, 
Stop shaming your partner for wanting it. Initiate it and see how it helps your relationship. I really believe you can have way more love and connection with your partner, even if they're not perfect, even if they're not loving you in the ways you wish they would. You can receive that love and pleasure through sexual fulfillment, through sexual intimacy and letting go of that shame. And that is all of my thoughts on sex. I tried to be as shame-free and vulnerable as I could, and I hope it doesn't come back to bite me in the butt if some of my kids listen to this. I think I'm okay with it, though. I think it's good if they know these things about me, and I hope that my kids can grow up to have sexually fulfilling relationships as well. And that is my happy bit for you today. I hope that you have a fantastic weekend, that maybe you initiate something amazing with your partner. And I will see you again next week when I talk with my best friend, Kit Rothstein, all about the old gen and the new gen. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Make it a vibrant and happy and fulfilling weekend. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Vibrant Happy Women podcast at www.jenriday.com.